What's up, everyone? It is Denise Salcedo, and we are live right now from Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn in Las Vegas. First and foremost, I want to thank this whole entire production staff here at Blue Wire Studios for allowing us the opportunity to be here. But on top of that, I am even more so pleased to introduce to you my guest for today. He is the son of Pacific Northwest star legend Buddy Wayne. You've seen him kill it all over the independent scene, including Game Changer Wrestling. You're only 16 years old, Nick Wayne, and you are killing it. You are the youngest person to be signed to AEW, and here we are in Las Vegas for AEW Double or Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nick Wayne. What's up, Nick? What's going on, Denise? How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm so happy that I was able to have you come in here. I've been wanting to do an interview with you for the longest time, so I feel like this is the perfect setting to go ahead and kind of get to chat and know a little bit more about you. Yeah, this is incredible. This whole studio, this whole vibe, everything's like so cool. I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so Nick, I, I, you know, we were talking about being here in Las Vegas, and you're only 16 years old. And so I'm curious to know, what has the experience been like for you, given that you're still not able to do a lot of stuff? But, but what, how do you feel about what you've been seeing thus far? Well, Vegas, ever since I was like 11 years old, has always been kind of like my favorite place to go. I'm a very big like city person. I love the big buildings, the city lights, you know, just like energy around you from people. Um, and actually, my first time ever leaving my area, the Pacific Northwest, was to wrestle in Las Vegas uh, in June of last year. Um, but obviously now it's a whole different time, but, um, so far I've had three matches out of five this weekend. Uh, I had one on Thursday for VXS at the nerd bar. I t uh, took on Chris Bay. Uh, and then yesterday I had a triple threat. It was me versus Jay Vidal versus Titus Alexander for the FSW no limits champion. And then later that night I took on Titus Alexander at black label pro. And then, uh, tonight we'll be at pro wrestling revolver at the silver nugget casino, uh, four 30 and then later. GCW at uh, eight. So Dude, I'm fired up. <laughs> your schedule, just listening to it, I'm like, dang, like he's so busy. But that's great though, because you're going out there, you're having all of these matches. So the, I, I think I counted right. That's a total of five bookings for you this weekend, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you are killing it. How does it, how do you hold up like your body? Like how do you make sure you're, you're good to go and you're ready for the next match? Well, uh, honestly, adrenaline is probably like the biggest, like, thing for me if I didn't have adrenaline I would woo, I don't know how I would be uh my, my first match this weekend I kind of banged up the side of my leg uh a possibility of a muscle contusion in my leg I've had one before and it kind of feels the same um and a slight sprained ankle from yesterday um but I'm still ready to go you know just tape it up adrenaline you know we'll be all right <laughs> so when you get back home you make sure to check up all these things and that you're like okay to go right uh not like a uh, doctor approval but <laughs> Yeah, you're like, OK, <laughs> if I can walk and I feel good, I'm going to go take the next booking and continue the work and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If I can walk, then we're good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. Um, OK, so let's go ahead. And I want to rewind a little bit and kind of rewind to the beginning of how this all started for you, because I, you are a unique person in the sense that you come from a, you know, you got your, your dad is was you know a legend and so you got introduced into the wrestling world very 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 early on in your life and even when you started wrestling you were just a teenager you're still a teenager right now so I do want to kick things off with did you know wrestling was going to be for you that it was going to be in your cards and that it was something that you were going to be doing 
Well, like you said, like uh, ever since I was a little kid, my dad has always had the pro wrestling school, the Buddy Wayne Academy. And growing up, I would watch training three times a week. I would go out there every class and watch the students learn, um, just watch professional wrestling all the time. And when training wasn't going on, there was always some type of wrestling on the TV or on the tablet, you know. Everywhere I looked, there was some type of professional wrestling. So it's like, how could you not fall in love with it, you know? Um, but as time and time went on, as the more trainings I watched and whatnot, uh, once I was about eight years old, when the trainings would be over, I would get in the ring by myself and do what they did. I'd like, uh, I would see what they would do. I'd see what they learned and I'd get in by myself and I would do it. And then uh, I started training for real seriously with the students when I was nine years old. Uh, <laughs> I'm like listening to that. I'm like nine years old. That is wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, nine years old, I started training for real. Um, and it was an incredible ride, honestly. Uh, it's a big thing in like Lucha Libre for people to start at a very young age. Um, like the greats of Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio. Eddie Guerrero, my all-time favorite wrestler. Um, and yeah, just consistently training. I've been training from nine years old till this day. I think training is something that's like very, very important to stay crisp in the ring. Um, but yeah, training from nine until 12 years old when I had my first match in uh, Abbotsford, Canada. I did like this whole, uh, this fair, it was three shows a day for three days. So my first match was nine matches over a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a very last second thing. I wore like volleyball knee pads and white kick pads and like uh, Nike spandex. <laughs> Wait, so when you did those nine matches, how old were you exactly at that point? Uh, 12. So you were 12 and you were doing nine matches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is incredible. Like I can't even fathom that. But you you talk about seeing the wrestlers and seeing them train and kind of going in there afterwards and mimicking all of that. What? How did you like kind of piece everything together and say? Because I feel like it's one thing to see the guys doing it, but then going in there and doing it yourself. You know, a lot of people they don't make it in wrestling school. They think that they can do it, but they can't. Right? Like you go in there and you realize that it's actually hard work. So how did you feel like your uh, your initial uh, first time going into the ring? Oh, man. Well, obviously, like, watching it is one thing, like you said, but then getting in there and doing it is a whole nother experience. Um, me being so young and being the size I was, um, it really hurt. <laughs> Seeing what they did, I was like, wow, okay, like, let me try it. And when I did try it, I was like, oh, man, that didn't feel great. <laughs> um but as time as time went on, like, uh, obviously, the more you train, the more your body kind of gets used to it, you know, running the ropes, taking the bumps, doing whatever. Um, but I could definitely, I would like to say I kind of absorbed it pretty quick, you know, always keeping my ears open, learning the proper way to do things, um, not getting hurt while doing those things. Um, but it's definitely a whole nother game, a whole nother mindset when you're in it versus watching it. You know, what was the hardest thing you feel you had to learn or what was the like the did you have any what was your biggest challenges early on in your training? Early on, probably bumps, honestly, being like when I was nine, I was probably around like 100 pounds. So when I take the bumps, the ring would have no give. It was like I was taking a bump on the concrete. Oh, God. Yeah, it was it was bad. But once once I finally got it down and I got like the perfect flat back, everything landed flat and perfect. And I was like. All right, let's, let's keep doing it like this. And then eventually it just, uh, after reps and reps and reps of getting used to it, my body just 
absorbed it, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And your dad, Buddy Wayne, hey, what what advice did you what did he give you? How did he guide you in pro wrestling and you know getting your career started, especially at such a young age? Well, my dad honestly taught me everything I know. Um, since I was a little kid, before training, during training, taught me everything I know in the ring, you know, uh, psychology, uh, how to view wrestling, you know, what to look out for. Everything I know is because of him. And uh, when, like I said, when training wasn't going on, there was always some type of wrestling on the TV. And most of the time, it was either CMLL or AAA, Lucha Libre. And Till this day, I love the high-flying style. I love Lucha Libre. I love the high-risk stuff, you know? So I definitely thank him for, like, letting me see that and getting, like, oh, my God, like, this is so crazy, you know? Seeing the luchadors just fly around, I was like, that's what I want to do, you know? What do you think your dad would say right now if he saw where you're at at your career at this point in time? Oh, man. Uh, I think he would be... I want to say he'd be proud of me um, because when he was wrestling during his time in the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, he was the one that was doing things that people weren't willing to do, you know? He would do the more high-risk stuff, which at the time was like cross-body off the top rope to the outside, you know? Now, obviously, stuff's crazy. People are doing double, triple flips off the top to the outside, doing stuff off balconies, you know? But he was always the one that, did the high-risk stuff that had the boundaries and broke them, you know? So I think if he saw me wrestle, he would be proud because I'd kind of be following his footsteps, you know? I kind of, I like to do the high-risk stuff as well. So I I think he'd be proud of me kind of following his footsteps and his style of wrestling, you know? I think so too, especially because not only are you adopting like so much of, of, of what he did, but also sort of like the mentality, like kind of being a little bit different, doing things a little bit differently. So I think that's pretty awesome to, you know, just kind of go out there and continue on the legacy and being able to do all the things that you've been doing. And now before we jump into your work on the independence scene, one of the things that I was curious about this, because I have younger brothers and sisters. I have a sister your age. So I'm like, okay, like I know what they're doing. I mean, they're not going out and wrestling, but you know, they got school and all of that. So are you still going to school? How is that? Is that all working out? Yes, I'm currently a junior in high school. Um, the year's over in about three weeks. Um, but yeah, I'll be a senior next year. I go to normal public school. Um, I just miss a, a lot of days, <laughs> but as long as I get the work done, keep my grades up, you know, the school's not really, not really tweaking about it. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. But how do your friends react to this? Like, what did they say? Like, do, do they see it as something where it's like, dang, like he's, you know, going, like, did they see the, the scope of it? Not really, honestly. <laughs> uh, ever since like the kids knew that I was a wrestler, I think it was about like fifth or sixth grade. Uh, it's just been judgmental since day one, honestly. They all look at it as faked, uh, fake choreographed, you know. It's not it's not real to them. They think everything is just fake and, like, a show, you know. But really, I, I come to school and I'm limping and stuff, and like, oh, you're just acting. I was like, why would I want to limp for my own fun, you know? I don't want to limp. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of judging, a lot of bullying, I guess. But I don't really let it get to my head. Um, because I'm more than happy, like, I love wrestling so much. I love traveling on these weekends, meeting new people, being with my people, you know. This is kind of my happy place, and I like to use their hate towards me as a motivation to get better, you know. Like, one day, these people that hated on me will be, like, fans one day. 
you know, I just want to like like to use it as motivation, you know. It, it's kind of it, it's kind of crazy to me, though, because you, I didn't think about it that way in the sense that there still may be some backlash where these kids are like, it's fake. Why are you limping? So when they tell you things like that, how what do you say to them? I tell them I said, this is real, bro. <laughs> have you ever invited them out to your shows? I have. Yes, I've invited a few of my friends to some shows, the local ones. Um, When they come, they just they're mind blown after, you know. But I think a lot of them see clips of me and they see me doing these like high risk stuff and they're like, oh, it's not real. You know, oh, it's the the door you went through is pre cut or something like that. Or the chairs, they're not really steel chairs. I'm like, uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> you, you should start like taking photos of like your injuries and being like, look, bro, like this is what happened. Like, take a look at this. <laughs> yes. yeah. The, the big one that made them like, oh, OK, maybe this is real is uh, when I got skewered. By Atticus Kogar, I came to school the next day. I had a bunch of little dots and holes in my head, and they saw the clips, and they're like, yo, let me let me see your forehead. And I lift up my hair, and they're oh, my God. Right? You're like, <laughs> you know? dude, I feel like if anything, that should make you, like, the extra cool guy at school, you know? I, like, if I, I was at your high school, I'd be like, I want to be friends with that kid. <laughs> I love that. Uh, in terms of, like, your classes and stuff, I'm curious, what are some of the subjects, you know, kind of, like, outside? Uh, obviously, they're not teaching, you know, res or, you know, wrestling in school, like, as a class. But uh, what, what are some of the classes that you're interested in? Lunch. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm not really like too big of a a school person, honestly, but uh, I'd say my strong subjects in school are definitely like English. I really love writing. Um, not I don't like reading, but I love writing. Uh, one day when I'm like older, I'd like to write a book. Maybe when I'm like 30, 40, kind of just about like my career so far and like being so young in the business up until then. Um, I think it'd be something pretty awesome. You know, when by the time I'm like 39, I'll be like, in the business for 30 years <laughs> yes when you think about it yes it is definitely true so i think you should stick to the writing because someday i'm gonna want to read that book and want to know some of the stories and i'm sure a lot of people here watching are gonna want to know those as well because you still have so much uh, ahead of you so i do want to ask because this is one of the things when you started wrestling uh going out to like independent shows you were like 13 14 right like going out to these like starting to like fly out and travel you were around that age correct uh, yes. 15, okay. 16, like yeah. making your official debut. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're going there. You're going to the shows. And a lot of these guys, they're they're older. You're, you got people in their 20s, maybe some even a little bit older than that. What was your initial reaction to the locker room atmosphere? I mean, you know, maybe seeing some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. How did you feel? When I went to my first independent show, I think I was eight or nine years old. I wasn't wrestling on it, but I was just there. You know, my, my dad was on the show. Um, but when I started doing shows kind of earlier on, uh, in my area, the youngest person that was doing it besides me was probably like 21, you know? So I kind of, I kind of just had to look at it like there's going to be no one else that's my age. You know, I'm going to have to be with these guys, you know, I'm gonna have to, ooh, toughen up, you know, like this is, this is the game is them, you know, there's no other way around it, you know. Um, but I, I had no problem with that. Honestly, I wanted to be just like them. I didn't want to be looked at as a kid or younger. I didn't want them to treat me any different than anyone else. You know, I wanted, I didn't want to be a kid in professional wrestling. I wanted to be a professional wrestler in wrestling, you know. 
did they how did they treat you because in their eyes you were a kid and they were they saw you that way how 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 did how did they treat you what was that like definitely when I was younger like a kid honestly it'd be a <laughs> lot of like they'd call me bud or kid or pal you know um I would train with some people and you can tell they wouldn't train or wrestle with me like they'd wrestle with anyone else kind of like take care of me in a sense um but that kind of all stopped happening when I was like 14 years old and I started doing like uh more crazier stuff you know they're like okay maybe this kid can go maybe this kid can take like hits you know <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> but, they uh, wanted to see you kind of prove yourself first yes yeah yeah but like now for the past like two years I just they don't look at me as like a, a kid anymore, you know? Definitely not. <laughs> and we'll get to that in just a second. But do you think that having been in this business in such a young age kind of made you mature a little bit faster than you would have if you weren't in wrestling? Most definitely, yes. Um, wrestling all the time, you know, or just being around wrestling all the time, I'm constantly around adults that are twice my age, you know? I'm hanging around adults, not really kids outside of wrestling, you know? So I... Definitely, like, uh, mature more, you know, uh, learn more life lessons way faster, you know. Uh, that sometimes when I'm, like, in school and I hang out with, like, kids my age, I, like, it's when I see, like, the big difference, you know, I'm like, man, maybe, like, wrestling really has matured me, like, super fast, you know. Um, but I love it. I'm blessed for it. I'm, like, really happy that I've learned life lessons at such a young age. So when I do run into obstacles later in life, I already know how to take it, you know. That is definitely true. I feel like you're learning so much and you probably don't even realize it until, like you said, when you surround yourself some of, you know, some of, you know, once you go back to school, you see the difference in terms of like how you associate with adults at these shows and then how you associate with your friends at school. There's going to be that difference. So I think it's really, uh, it's not going to be, it's going to be one of those things I don't realize it until you're in those situations. So with that being said, you kind of touched on a little bit about how maybe in the beginning certain guys didn't want to work with you, but clearly that has changed because you have worked with some of the top names. I mean, I have a list here. You got uh, Christopher Daniels, Joey Janela, Alex Shelley, Too Cold Scorpio, Rich Swan, Bandito. Uh, I mean, there is just so many other names that I didn't even list on here. But I mean, when you're in there and you're wrestling these matches with these guys that are pretty much established and already, you know, did this career for themselves, how does it feel for you to be like, I'm right here right now wrestling you? Like, what's that like for you? Oh, <laughs> um, it's definitely something like you got to take in every single moment, you know, wrestling like those those big names that have been doing this for decades. You know, you're looking across from them at the ring. You're like, man, I'm really across from this person right now. You know, all you can really do is take it in, you know, look around at the crowd, look at them cheering for you guys when you haven't done anything yet, you know, and I love it. And like, I think the fans kind of look at it this way too as like uh the future generation versus like the nowadays generation you know or the old school generation because they've been doing it for so long you know but I feel so blessed to be able to work with those guys that is honestly like the best learning experience in my opinion is working with people better than you you know they're going to better you in the ring they're going to push you to their limits push you out of your comfort zone to become better you know bring a whole new animal out of you that you didn't know you had that's I I love working with people like that, you know, it's always just pushes me to new limits and new heights that I didn't know were there.
you know. And a lot of these guys, they have shown nothing but respect for you. You know, a lot of people say a lot of great stuff about you when you hear stuff like that. Uh, what's the relationship like when you, you know, when you're in the when you're in the ring and you're these matches with people like Joey Janela, Daniels, and all these others? What, how do they kind of like have? What's the pre-match discussion like? Pre-match discussion. Sometimes they don't really know what to expect. You know, they're like. At first, they're kind of like, okay, I'm wrestling a 16-year-old kid, you know. Let's let's see how this goes, you know. Um, but by the end of the match, my, like, the biggest, like, heartwarming thing to me ever is when they come to the back and they're like, this kid's great, you know. <laughs> That's, like, the best compliment you can get, you know. Um, and just hearing critiques from them, hear, giving, like, them giving me advice for me to be better and better myself and what I can do better you know to be the best version of myself i i couldn't be more thankful honestly that is super awesome it's very exciting to see like once you get this list of credentials of people that you've worked with and you and you start to see it side by side you're thinking like this kid has done so much in this like short period in time but to be where you're at right now I think is definitely something that you should be proud of so I do want to go ahead and jump into our next topic here and that is uh the world on GCW because there was a a little bit of controversy that went down unfortunately due to some uh, let's call it shady practices you were unfortunately uh left off of the the big show the biggest show that GCW has had the world on GCW I want to ask you when that all went down how did you feel? Well, uh, the card for GCW, the matches, they, they switched a lot. You know, I was told I was going to do multiple different things. I, uh, nothing was really set in stone yet. Uh, There's a possibility I could have been in a ladder match, in a scramble, a singles match, you know. But it's the biggest show of the year. You want to get the, the best card possible, you know. Um, so I ended up, it got announced I ended up being in a uh, scramble match. And uh, it was, the show was on a Sunday, and it was Thursday. I was at school, and I got a text from Brett Lauderdale, the owner of GCW, and he just said, yo. And I said, what's up? And he goes, I got bad news. And I kind of knew right from there, because I knew the New York Athletic Commission was kind of like a thing. You know, I didn't know how it worked, but I knew it was like a thing. And he was like, someone ratted you out to the commission. He's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't put you on the show. And I was so bummed because a few days before that, I got my whole new set of gear for the show. I got my new entrance jacket for the show. I had all these crazy ideas I wanted to do for the show. Um, I was going to go just balls to the wall for that show. And uh, hearing that, it honestly broke my heart because at the time, and even still to this day, it would have been the biggest show I've ever done. Uh, but I got to be there. I got to experience the world on GCW at the Hammerstein Ballroom Live. Uh, and it was truly incredible, you know, seeing that many people chant GCW, you know, like this is our fan base, you know, like this is incredible. Um, I, yeah, I was super bummed for one, but I, again, it was so awesome to see my, my brothers and my sisters out there doing their thing, you know, just like soaking in everything. You know, like being in front of that many people, I, I get goosebumps seeing them, you know. It was it was incredible for, for them. I love to be there for that moment to support them, you know. When I read the news about that, I thought, damn, that sucks, you know. Like, I was just like, 
how, like this messed up okay it's messed up and then hearing you talk about it right now it makes me angry so i'm like thinking like how you could possibly be feeling where it's like that that it was kind of taken away from you it was you know that moment was robbed the excitement was robbed from you but then things kind of you know things turned around for you because joey janela basically said like whoever you want to wrestle just let give us a name and the name you gave Will Ospreay. So tell us about that because that match is coming up shortly. Uh, tell us about how you're preparing, why you picked Will Ospreay, et cetera. Ooh. <laughs> uh, ever since I was like eight or nine years old, I, I discovered PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and I fell in love with it from the jump. You know, I would have uh, students put the full shows for me on a flash drive and be like, here you go, Nick, go watch this. And I would watch full PWG shows and just be like, oh, man. But a lot of them, like, inspired me so much. But Will Ospreay just had, like, a, a different effect on me. You know, I was like, this guy is on another level. And ever since I discovered him, he has been, like, my idol since then. You know, I just feel like the stuff he does is just on a complete, like, another level. And no one, like, does what he does. No one can, like, do the things the way he does them, you know. And uh, he's been a huge inspiration on me and my career and, like, moveset and athleticism and all that stuff. Um, and uh, my, my dream in all of professional wrestling is to share the ring with Will Ospreay one-on-one. -on -one. So when Joey was like, whoever you want, I was like, let's do this. You know, Will Ospreay. Um, and it will be happening in a few weeks in Rhode Island for GCW, June 19th, streaming live on Fight TV. Um, Order new gear for that one as well. Uh, I've been training as hard as I can in the ring, in the gym. You know, every chance I get, I, I want to be the best version of Nick Wayne for this match. You know, like, this is my dream. I, I got to be the best I can be, you know? <laughs> I am so excited for you because Will Ospreay, I'm personally a huge fan of Will Ospreay too, but I could only imagine the difference when you're looking up to somebody like Will Ospreay and getting to wrestle him. So with that being said, when you put out Will Ospreay's name, did you think like, oh, is this really going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Were you expecting it to actually become a thing? I, I was a little iffy about it. I was, I, I did kind of have that mindset like, will it happen, you know? And then Joey instantly retweeted it and he was like, let's make it happen. And then Will Ospreay retweeted it with uh, this emoji, like, all right, okay, let's do it. And that's when I was like, Oh man, <laughs> this is, this is going to happen, you know? And my, my heart dropped when I saw that, you know, I was like, Will Ospreay really just like said he wanted to wrestle me, you know? So yeah, it was definitely like mind blowing to me and my heart dropped. And I know the day the match happens before the bell rings, I'm standing across the ring from him. I know I'm going to be so nervous, but I'm going to be so ready at the same time. My heart will be beating a million miles an hour. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm going to be so nervous, but so, so ready at the same time. Yes. You know? Live it, live it. Like, get, like, you know, seize the moment, seize the opportunity. When one door closes, another one uh, opens and you just run right through it, man. Uh, before we wrap up this interview, there's still so much I want to talk to you about. So I do want to jump into AEW because we mentioned at the top of this show that you are the youngest person to ever sign with AEW. And uh, I know that you stated that you're going to start working with them once you officially turn 18 years old. So uh, what are you looking to, uh, you know, who are some of the people that you're looking to? To work with an AEW and how are you in terms of excitement knowing that that's on the horizon well uh from from now until I'm 
18 years old, it's kind of just like a learning experience there. Um, I'll kind of, I'll go to the shows and learn TV wrestling, uh, learn how AEW does things, meet the agents, learn the production, you know, just so by the time when I turn 18, we'll be ready to rock and roll. Um, but specifically people that I'm like looking forward to working with, um, Jerry Lynn, one of the agents of, uh, AEW, I think Jerry Lynn is one of the best. I love Jerry Lynn. Um, working with in the ring, Daniel Bryan, easily one of the best careers in professional wrestling like ever. <laughs> um, other guys that have inspired me a lot throughout the way, like uh, Kenny Omega. Um, oh, there's so many names. <laughs> You're like, the, I love it. I love that you also, right when you said this, you mentioned all of the like really top guys in AEW. And I love that because that is exactly what you should be doing. So it's going to be pretty great to see that when that officially unfolds. Uh, how do you feel about the product in terms of what you've been seeing from AEW uh, thus far? I think it's incredible, honestly. I feel like they're doing something that other people aren't doing. You know, they're kind of pushing the limits or pushing the boundaries or seeing things you've never seen before, you know. And the matches they put on on a weekly basis are just incredible. You know, they're, they're jaw-dropping. <laughs> um, they were the first ever, uh, like, TV professional wrestlers to ever have a death match on TV. You know, that's never been done. Uh, just doing things that are people never seen before going outside of the box you know I think the product is incredible and I'm beyond thankful that out of all the places I got to sign to it was AEW you know yes it's it's very exciting because you know that there's something coming like you're ready and you're ready to like grab it by the horn so I I do kind of I, I almost forgot to ask you this but I feel like this is such a big part of this uh, after you wrestled uh, Christopher Daniels and Darby Allen came out uh, with the contract did you know that was going to happen what, what was your whole thought process during that? I didn't even know Darby was in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So when the match was over, you know, uh, stuff started to unfold, you know, chaos kind of started to happen. And I was, I was in the corner crawling up the ropes and I hear Darby's music hit and the crowd goes insane. And I was like, hold up, <laughs> Darby's here. And uh, he came out, him and Christopher Daniels did their thing. And it was me and him, you know, I had no, like I said, I had no idea he was there. I had no idea what was going to happen. He grabbed the microphone and I was like, maybe he's going to come back to the independence for one match against me at Defy, you know? And he started talking, started saying his thing. And uh, he said, I'm not here to fire you. I'm here for something else. And he pulls a paper out of his pocket and instantly goosebumps, instantly a, a lump in my throat. And I turned around, I looked at my mom and I was like, no way. And I saw him unfold the paper and I could see the shadow of the AEW logo on the top of the paper. And once he, he held up the paper and showed all the fans and the fans just went crazy. And I, I had no idea that anything was going on, you know. So I was, <laughs> I didn't know how to react. It was, it was like such a surreal, surreal moment. Like the best thing that's probably ever happened to me in my life, you know. Um, I'm still head over heels about it till this day. Sometimes I'm like, is this is, is this real, right? <laughs> this is real. I pinched myself. Is this real? <laughs> this real life? <laughs> so, like, you didn't even hear rumblings or anything that they were interested in signing you? Did you even think it was possible uh, at this point? Um, I went to two AEWs before that. Uh, me and Darby were kind of training, and uh, he told Tony Khan about me, uh, showed Tony kind of some of my stuff, and Tony was like, he's awesome. He's great. He was like, tell him to come to Jacksonville. 
I came to Jacksonville and I hung out and I saw everything kind of backstage, you know, hung out with Darby and met all these awesome people. And uh, that was incredible. And then a few months later, I went to All Out in Chicago last year. And then uh, so I, I knew like Tony, he, he said he really liked my work. I've only met Tony one time. You know, he's always busy, always running around doing something. Um, but he said he really liked my work. He said, keep doing what you're doing. And I thought that was the craziest thing ever. But he never mentioned anything like a future contract or working with each other in the future. He just said, you're great. You know, I love what you do. And I was like, this is, that's crazy. So then once I saw the, the contract, I was like, whoa. And then he, he said a few weeks later on a podcast, he said, once Nick Wayne turns 18, that's my guy. And I, I got goosebumps here and there. I was like, no way. It's kind of <laughs> crazy because it's one thing for someone to say like, oh, you're good, this and that. But you're like, what do they really mean? And what else is going on behind that? Like, you never really know, right? And so to actually get this opportunity to get offered up the contract, I mean, that is absolutely uh, incredible. When I read the news that that happened, I was just like, Wow, that is super awesome. So congratulations, by the way. I'm very much excited to see what you're going to do with AEW uh, once you officially start, you know, coming out on the programming, et cetera. Uh, so before we uh, wrap up this interview, uh, again, you know, one of the big topics that we've talked about is, you know, you being so young and your age and all of that. So I'm going to ask you, I feel like the question that all adults ask young children, but I want to know, I want to know, um, where do you see yourself? in five years, ideally, what does the career for you look like? Honestly, I, by the time I turn 18, it kind of, uh, we'll see how long the contract is, you know, how many years we're signing for. Um, but at this rate, kind of like the, uh, how much I'm wrestling on the weekends, like the things I do in the ring, I'm kind of worried about my body, you know, being so young and already being in like this much pain all the time. I'm like, this is not good, yo. And it's kind of my fault, but I, I love doing it. But like uh, when I started doing like the high risk stuff, the high flying stuff, you know, I people learn that like, OK, this is Nick Wayne. You know, when I come to see Nick Wayne, I expect to see this. So I, I can't give them anything else different, you know, because they're coming to see Nick Wayne to come see that stuff, you know. Um, but I, I, I do take care of my body. You know, I, I love to get like massages, chiropractic stuff, just take care of my body every chance I get. Um, yeah, in, in five years, if it was up to me, I'd be 22, um, probably still in AEW, honestly, I I'd, I'd like to go, I'd like to do everything in professional wrestling if possible. Like AJ Styles, for instance, his career, I'd say, is the best career anyone has ever had. He's done everything. You know, that's kind of what I would like to do. I'd like to go everywhere, see different things, different places, different countries, you know. I just, I kind of like to do anything and everything that's possible. Um, and, and not saying that, like, I'm going to be done by 25 because of my body. I'm going to keep going until 60, 70. My goal is to keep going until I die. <laughs> um, but it's not like my body's in, like, significant pain. But it's just, like, being so young and my body's still growing and developing. And I'm damaging it by wrestling, you know. These, these bumps, they aren't easy. They're not low impact. They're very high impact, you know. It's, it takes a toll on everybody's body, you know. I talk to all the wrestlers. We all have the same pains, you know. Every time we work out, our shoulders hurt. Our necks are always hurting. Our hips are always tight, you know. Um, 
So it's kind of just a normal thing, but I worry about it because they have the same pains I do. And I, I'm 16 in their mid 20s, you know, maybe 30s. You know, I'm like, man, this is kind of scary. You know, I don't know how I'm going to feel when I'm like 18. Uh, regardless how I feel, though, I'll still keep going. But um, I, I, I like to think about that a lot. You know, like, how am I going to feel in a few years from now, body wise? You know, so I, but at the same time, I do like to think about like longevity when I wrestle. You know, I'm like, is it smart? to do this, you know, could it shave years off of my career, you know, so I, I definitely started thinking of like longevity not too long ago, and uh, really thinking about my body, you know, where, where I'll be and how I'll feel years from now. And the fact that you are already aware of that, that you're cognizant of, hey, you know what, like, you know, these guys are this age, and I'm this age, and we're already feeling similar things. In, in, in a way, it's kind of, it, 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 it's, it's good that you're thinking about longevity, that you're thinking like, hey, man, like at the end of the day, like I love this job, but it's a real world and it's a real challenge to go out there and put your body on the line all the time. So in a way, it's kind of good that you already have this at the forefront of your mind just so that, you know, you're aware of what situations you put yourself in and whether or not, like you mentioned, is this going to shave off a couple of years of my life or whatever uh, the situation is. So I, I think that... At least it's good that you have that in your mind. Yes, yeah, yeah, most, most definitely. I, like I said, I, I really started thinking about longevity and kind of got like smarter about it. You know, I want to, because I want to wrestle as long as possible. I don't want to have to end my career at 23 years old because Nick Wayne was doing stupid stuff all the time, you know, or crazy stuff all the time. Um, so yeah, just being more smart about it, you know, it's kind of my mentality as of right now. That's good. Stick with that mentality. Now, my last question, uh, what do you want people to know about you? Like, what do you want people to know about who Nick Wayne is? My, my all-time goal by the end of my career, I want to be one of the best or, like, the best professional wrestler, like, ever, you know? I feel like that's, like, a lot of people's goals. Uh, but also, a lot of people have a lot of different end goals. They want to end at a specific promotion or uh, under a specific contract, you know, or have a certain title or label on them. Um, my end all be all goal, though, is just to be one of the best to do this sport. And I like like I said earlier, I want to write a book and talk about my career and like doing um, such like 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 such cool stuff at such a young age, you know, and like where what will happen when I'm 18 or 19? What will what will be going on, you know? Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the end goal is just to be one of the best to ever do this sport. <laughs> I love it. And I think you're going to accomplish just that, Nick. Honestly, thank you so much for coming out and making your way over here to come to take time out of your busy schedule to really sit down and talk with me. I'm so happy we were able to do this. Seriously, I thank you very much. Now, uh, for everyone watching, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. Please, as always, share some love in the comment section. Give this video a like. All of the links will be in the description box to give Nick Wayne some love where you guys can follow and support him. All of that, again, in the description box below. Subscribe to the channel. And before I head out, I just want to go ahead and give one last shout out out to Blue Wire Studios and their entire production team and staff for putting this together. Thank you guys so much. I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Nick Wayne, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Love y'all.